Hello, uh, my name is Wesley Brown and I'm a high school baseball coach from the state of South Carolina. Uh, I've got 21 years experience of coaching college and high school. Uh, I've kind of had a reputation to be able to take a program that may not have been very good and, and, and leave it better than I found it um, through a lot of uh, cultural building and, 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 and input and having the right assistance around making the proper hires in order to build a culture that's established and makes a program instead of just a team. Um, I'm here to start a podcast and try to help parents and help their thought processes of how they can go about um, helping their young players, their young children, into becoming better baseball players and better student athletes all around. Um, So I I hope that uh, you'll be able to take some things that we talk about in these podcasts and put them in favor and hopefully uh, you'll be able to walk away with a better finely tuned athlete and maybe have a better understanding of what it takes to get your kid um, to be competing at a high level. Um, You know, I'm going to start this first podcast off with the development of a youth player. Um, And to me, over my years, I've seen a lot of positives and a lot of negatives and things I didn't do correctly, things that parents didn't do correctly and things players didn't do correctly and hopefully I'll be able to shed some light on why and and what it takes and um, so everything that we talk about is going to be things I feel that are detrimental to the development of a youth player. Um, So let's start out today's podcast with character development. To me a kid has to learn how to have competitive greatness. Um, That's something that's honed as you'll see throughout these 11 steps or 11 things we'll talk about today. Um, and character is, is, is one of the most important things because without character, you may be a decent player, but you'll be cut off at some point with, with your development as far as being a good teammate, being aggressive, able to handle failure, um, understanding mental toughness, how to handle positive thinking, and seeing things that actually will develop your kid into the best player that they, they could be along with being a good student athlete. Um, Responsibility, um, unity, respect, accountability, discipline, trust, learning how to have confidence, what their purpose is, um, do they have the proper passion, you know, are they willing to sacrifice, and are they humble about what good they do? Um, Taking pride in things that they do, the excellence uh, that they try to achieve. Um, Those are things from a character development standpoint that I feel are are necessary um, in order to have a complete player. Um, There's five tools in baseball and uh, one of the makeups is, 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 is what they're, one of the five tools is the makeup that they have as a person. Um, And without character, those are one of the scratches you'll get um, down the road when it comes to colleges recruiting your son or your, or your daughter. Number two, um, would be discipline. You know, parents, you have to handle this stuff at home. You know, such as chores at home, their grades, set aside practice time. You've got to instill discipline in those young people at an early age. Um, they won't find that once they become teenagers if you haven't done that from a younger age. Uh, you know, just so much as making their bed in the morning, you know, that goes a long ways with having pride in things that they do and it also teaches them you know if you have a bad day and you come home 
you know, at least you accomplished something in the proper manner. Um, and that also will give them pride for the long run for the grades and for their uh, athletic achievement. Um, you know, so it starts with you as a parent at home about washing dishes and things such as that. And it sounds cliche and it sounds old fashioned, but those are the things that would separate your kid this day and time. You know, is it common for a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old to wash the dishes at the house? No, it's not. So you wanna be different and be uncommon about the things that you try to make your child do. Um, and they'll feel uncomfortable about it because their friends won't do anything like that at their house for the most part. And if you can separate and make them different then they'll stand out a little more whenever things uh, start to happen for them, um, you know, in high school or trying to even go into college. Uh, number three, um, we want to teach a kid to be aggressive. Aggressiveness is something that um, is learned. And, and, and at a young age anymore, um, kids play video games and, and, and they don't know how to handle somebody telling them to do something due to the fact of their upbringing and their upbringing not that it's do, you're doing a bad job it's just a matter of being able to take those things and um, apply them that will better them for the future um, so we've got to do everything you have to do everything you can to instill aggressiveness in your kid uh, so that when they get to their drills or when they're starting to practice or when they're starting to understand the game a little bit more the aggressive side will be able to take over and nine times out of 10, you're gonna make mistakes a lot, but nine times out of 10, a kid that's aggressive ends up being a better player in the long run. Um, number three, number four, uh, we wanna start from the basics. You know, to this day and time, everybody wants a quick fix. A good example of that is we'll go into a, we'll go into a convenience store and you'll find uh, a Red Bull and, and people, try to get a Red Bull or some kind of energy drink to get a quick fix, to get a little pump of energy. Well, you know what? It's not good for you healthy. And in the real world, things are not good for you that are that easy to just go out and buy. You actually have to work for them. Um, so we wanna start from the basics with lessons, um, teaching kids, and if you don't have the money to be able to do lessons, there's tons of uh, YouTube videos and, and, and people out there that are always willing to give advice. Um, that's what makes good coaches is they're, they're, they're the people that don't mind sharing what they do in order to benefit uh, other youth. Um, so finding someone to develop their skills, whether it be, like I said, YouTube or an area coach or another coach in your league. Um, and finding somebody, if you do do lessons, you want to make sure that you find someone that's teaching your kid uh, more than just a swing. If, if they're a kid that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, um, and they're in there trying to work on mechanics 24 and 7, and they're not teaching them the fundamentals of, of the aggressive side of things, you're wasting your money. You're just basically giving money to people because without aggressiveness in the long run, those lessons won't matter because your child's going to move um, and grow over the next four or five years, and those things that may have worked for them at the time may not be uh, suitable for them when they become 14, 15 years old. But one thing that you can never take away is an aggressive side of things. Um, so you wanna make sure that you got somebody that's gonna push them and hold them accountable. And, and then they're hard on them about doing the small things correctly in the young age.
Um, so let's make sure that you find someone. Um, like I said, drill work, you want to do things that are going to make them have to think. Um, we, we have a, a term that we use. It's called the Bernstein Theory. I picked this up from Coach Tony Robichaud at Louisiana Lafayette. And, and the Bernstein Theory is if, if you have a goal, your body and mind will adjust. So you have to teach your kid to do something specific in order for them to naturally happen, uh, whatever drill it is. So if they're hitting balls off of a tee, you want to hit to a spot wherever they're hitting that ball to. And, and their swing path and, and their, their body will actually take over and adjust to make that bat drive the ball to the, to the position that you're wanting to go to. Um, so the Bernstein theory is a good thing um, from starting from the basics to teach a young player at any time. Um, number five is how to handle failure. Um, we as parents typically try to protect our kids to not fail. And that is not good for their development because when they get to be 15, 16 years old and they're playing high school ball or they're playing summer ball and they fail and not able to handle that failure, it, ham- it dampens their opportunities and, and, and their chances for moving forward to being the best player that they can be. Baseball, softball, really any sport are games of failure. You're going to fail a good bit. And if you don't know how to overcome that failure, then your, your player will never develop completely. And it also hurts you in the long haul for the rest of your life. You know, we all fail in the real world, and, and you've got to be able to find the positives and negatives and, and turn failure into a learning experience instead of a negative experience. Um, and, and with failure comes mental toughness for number six. Um, all the things we've discussed so far, discipline, character development, um, starting from the basics, aggress- aggressiveness, and failure, all can create mental toughness. Mental toughness comes to me mostly from failure. Um, and if you if you can get in the yard and play and, and play with other kids and you make your own rules up in games that they play, uh, those are things that will help develop mental toughness. That when I was a child, you know, it developed it in me and developed a competitive edge that that most didn't. Being a country boy, um, so mental toughness is something that it, you, it can be developed, but it's something that you as a parent have to try to instill in them um, through the discipline and the character development and starting from the basics and the aggressiveness and the failure that they're going to do. Number seven is about positive thinking. Um, Finding a positive in any situation on the field or in the classroom or in life or in decision making um, only makes their mental toughness that much stronger. You know, if, if, if there's a death in the family, you know, that's absolutely one of the most horrific things that could happen. Um, but being able to look at the situation and take what was good in that situation, things you had learned from it, and turning that into motivation for you for the future, um, for short-term future, is something that, that helps with your positive thinking and being able to twist it into the way of helping yourself. Um, you know, we see so many negativity, so much negativity in society today that it's uncommon for somebody to be a positive thinker. You know, it's more, it's more uh, 
common for people to be negative about the way they look at things. They're always fearful of what could happen next from a fear standpoint. And, and that's basically how we live our lives is trying to prevent um, things from failure, um, which is good. You don't want to look for failure, but you want to find the good in the failure um, to help prevent it in the long term. Um, you know, I, let's get into things about batting average. I hear parents all the time saying that my kid hit 350 in Little League and was an all-star and was able to uh, be the best hitter in all of, all of their Little League system. And, and they base it based off of a batting average. Well, there's a lot of times that you'll have an 0 for 4 day and you hit the ball as solid as you've ever hit it and you have nothing to show for that. And then you have days where you took horrible swings and, and you hit the ball just over the infield or somebody misplayed a ball. And, and did you really do what was proper in order to hit the ball solid um, and have something to show for it? Absolutely not. So a batting average is something that you really don't want to base what kind of hitter you are. Um, I don't know many high school coaches or or college guys uh, that, that even care about a batting average when it comes to recruitment. Um, mostly that comes from the travel end of things and, and parents in general just trying to use it to showcase their kid. Um, I've been coaching for 21 years at college and high school level mostly, and I've never had a college coach ask me what a kid's batting average was. Um, so we use a thing called combo at bats, and we like to uh, – grade our kids on a yes column and a one to five column. And hitting the right pitch would be a yes or a no. So we're looking for a certain pitch to be able to hit because that's the approach we have to the situation that's at hand. Um, and when we do that, we're able to uh, be more selective and be able to swing at pitches that we are able to handle this in our power zone area. Um, those are things that each kid is different with, where their swing plane is, and you're wanting to be able to grade them on a yes or no, and that's something you can work on in the cage. Um, the second piece to a combo at bat is being able to grade it one through five, one being weak and five being the best they could hit it. Um, the way we get a complete combo at bat is a yes in the yes column, in the yes no column, and did they hit a four or five um, when they made contact, four being five being the hardest that they can hit it uh, and the best swing that they could put on the ball. And that's going to make them practice swinging at the proper pitch and trying to focus on making good, hard, solid contact when they swing. Um, because we're wanting to do damage every time we swing the bat. Doing damage is driving balls into the gap and, and hitting the ball absolutely as hard as we can. And uh, if you don't practice that way, then you're not gonna be able to do it in a game. Just swinging at everything in a cage promotes bad swings and, and an off balance and bad timing and things of that nature. Um, so we wanna make sure that we teach our kids about combo at bats instead of batting average. Number nine, things have really changed in baseball this day and time um, to an analytics standpoint. Um, analytics is a bunch of numbers and things that go into saying this kid can do this or uh, saying this kid can do that. And with my program, we, we started dibbling and dabbling with it a little bit. 
Um, but one thing that I really take away that I think a young player could use are exit velos. Um, any person can go out and buy a pocket radar. They're about $100, $200 a piece. And what you do is you put a ball on a tee and you can sit behind them or you can sit in front of them behind the L screen and, and, watch, and radar each swing that comes off the bat. Um, and it gives you a number of what the exit velo is from that swing. Um, those numbers um, are up and down. It can be skewed. Um, one thing I like about it, the numbers will read more consistent if you're hitting a hard line drive into the L screen, which also promotes a good flat swing plane. Um, so that goes back to the Bernstein theory uh, about having a goal and your body and mind will adjust. Um, so if you're trying to get consistent numbers on that, you'll teach a kid to drive the ball right back up into the L screen. Um, second piece of an exit velo is we're looking for consistent numbers. So a good high school player is going to be about 84 to 85 on their exit velo. Um, and what we're wanting when we take five swings out of that, we're wanting to have plus or minus that 84, 85. So if they swing 81, 83, 84, 87, 86, that's a very good uh, five ball sequence in the cage. That means they're making good solid contact every single swing and they're zoned in and hitting the ball on the barrel, which goes back to promoting the combo at bat that we discussed earlier. Um, one thing it shows too is it'll show a kid growth and how much faster their bat swing, bat swing speed is. And, and kids will enjoy seeing that because it's showing them how they're getting stronger and, and able to handle the bat a little bit better. But if you have a kid that's swinging at balls and they are making um, and they've got a big gap between their exit velos. So if they topped out at, uh, let's just say a young kid tops out at 55, um, and then he's got one at 32, and then he's got one at 41, and then 37, he's not very consistent. So it needs to be more about trying to drive balls into certain areas of the L screen or the cage off the tee. And that'll help promote a more consistent swing plane uh, for those guys. Um, number 10, talk about physical development. Speed work um, is something that I do. I'm one of the speed and strength coaches at the high school I work at. And, and seeing the development of kids over the past four years where I'm at has been simply amazing um, when we start them in middle school. Um, but I have a son myself um, who's seven, and we get outside and we work on his form with his running. Um, because you can never start that too young. Uh, it'll also help promote a little more aggressiveness in a kid if you can do that. Uh, doing push-ups and crunches and body weight squats, uh, holding a piece of PVC pipe over their head while they go down and do body weight squats will help with their flexibility. Um, and it helps with their hip strength because their lower half is so important to creating power when they're swinging the back. Um, you can do those things at a young age. I wouldn't start weight training with a kid until they're in the until they're 13, 14, 15 year old range. Um, it really comes down to technique and form, whether they're strong enough to be able to do that. Um, but you can't go wrong with doing anything at the house, the old fashioned push-ups and crunches and body weight squats. Um, and, and the last thing, number 11, is being a good teammate. Um, you can have all the great, great qualities of any good player, but if you don't have good uh, 
the mindset to be able to serve others, you won't ever be a, uh, a great teammate. And if you have a concentration of making sure that your team feels good about themselves and the kids that they play with, they, that your son or daughter is serving them in the right way, that's going to create more team unity and they'll have more of an opportunity to win um, whatever team they play on. You know, driving that selfishness out of their head at a young age is a very critical thing um, to teach them how to serve others. Um, so those are the 11 things. I could have went a little more in depth with them, but I just wanted to try this out for the first time and see what kind of reactions we get back. Um, if you have any questions, you can email me at rwbrown at spark7.org. So that's rwbrown at spark, S-P-A-R-T, the number seven, dot org. Um, any topics that you may want to discuss, if you send them to me through email, I'll be more than happy to go in depth with you. Um, but just wanted to try this out and see if there was any interest in it. And um, coming from a coach that's been in it for 21 years, I've seen a lot of positives and a lot of negatives and things that I've learned and where parents are failing this day and time about making their kid the best they can. Um, thank you for your time and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one.